0: Big, Show. The Big Show Big, Show. Big, Show. Big Show.
1: The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University in Vararian District. And many, many more playing G1 products. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Um... Yeah, it seems to be the entire world has just went to Town, got wellied into the potchen, came home absolutely steaming, had a slash in the hallway before they managed to stumble their way into bed with their clothes on. Then wake up the following morning with an absolute ripping hangover and then you think to yourself, oh, Jickers, what's going on? Well, folks, that was a whole load of Northern Irish there uh, <laughs> that you possibly may not understand. But in other words, the world has gone slightly mad. It's absolutely insane at the moment. It's so scary. And that's kind of one of the biggest things is that fear. Fear is doing so much to everyone at the moment. And us and the bagpiping world. Uh, yeah, we are affected by this along with everyone else. But we're going to get into that. We're going to talk all about it, of course, on this week's podcast. But first of all. Welcome! We are the show for the bagpiping folk, so if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Don't forget, you can help support the show um, through our Patreon page, and right now... (laughs) Your support is really needed. So, yes, do become part of our Patreon faithful. Consider heading over there to our Patreon page and click support. And for five bucks a month, you can get tons of extra piping content. Uh, If anything, throughout all of this COVID-19 crisis or situation or disaster or whatever you're calling it. uh, Yeah, over there on Patreon, we are uploading weekly catch-ups of our Fuse FM radio show. So, yes... If you guys would like to hear what happens over on Fuse, well, we're giving you a catch-up service uh, to our Fuse FM radio show that happens every Tuesday. Uh, we'll upload it onto our Patreon page, and that'll be exclusive for our Patreon subs. Uh, so, yes, if you want to hear two hours worth of bagpipe and music, news and views broadcast live and then available for Patreon subs, you can download it and take it with you whenever you want. Uh, so... That, plus there's episodes of Rab Show Plus and all the rest. And yeah, we've got tons of great content actually coming to Patreon. We're actually really quite proud of our work over there. Uh, so yeah, like I said, tons of extra content over there. Five bucks a month. And honestly, your click of support does mean the world to ourselves on the Rab Show team. So I know times are hard at the moment and everyone's a bit strapped for cash. But uh, it is at times like this where you know we try to reach out to our artists, our musicians... And uh, hopefully you might reach out to your favourite podcaster and hopefully give them a bit of a click of support. So, there you go. That's by way of a shameless advert. (laughs) Uh, You can't blame a guy for trying. We're like every other podcast out there. We all have insanely high running costs, but there you go. (laughs) Podcasting, I tell you. If you ever get into this to be a rich man, forget about it. Uh, So... Yes, I wanted to also give a special plug and mention to the people who support us, namely the Piper's Dojo. We still have our um, Piper's Dojo offer on at the moment. So you can go to BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo, where you can get 30 days of dojo premium for just $1. And Yeah, a lot of people actually have taken advantage of this, especially now that people are on scary things such as lockdown and all of this. People are taking advantage of, um, you know, our offer. And I would urge you to go along and check it out. You know, $1 for 30 days. And you could spend that 30 days now with your indoors. And just concentrate on improving your playing, you know. And you, like I said, that $1, it drops the paywall on everything. So you have access to all the live lessons. All the one-to-one tuition with some of the big names in the piping game. Uh, so definitely, worth, well worth considering. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo also don't forget to check out for you drummers out there rhythm monster we have a special promotion with them that if you use our promo code you get money off at the checkout whenever you're signing up so yeah that promo code is big rab monster again big rab monster and you get money off at the checkout there you go now this week uh, we had asked you guys for listener mail and such and so far the only listener mail I've got is all on the COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> so, um, actually, we got some emails in about last week's show about how I was making light of the situation, and I played a little clip of the the song My Sharona. na 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 no, Sharona. I think you might remember that from last week's show. Uh, some people say that this isn't a joke and that I shouldn't be making light of such a terrible situation. And, yes, I will take my lumps on that. Yes, it is a terrible situation. It isn't funny. I guess it's just... Possibly the Northern Irish and me, that's our way of coping. Uh, we do kind of apply humour to possibly the worst situations. Uh, obviously, I grew up during the troubles here in Northern Ireland. You guys all know the score there. And uh, sometimes they can produce some of the funniest jokes ever, uh, which I'll possibly never share on the show. Uh, but yes, that's just possibly a coping mechanism applying humour to what is essentially a terrible, terrible situation. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole COVID-19 Politics and conspiracy theories and some of the madness that we have been emailed... Um Not naming names, but some of the stuff has been insane. Uh, so, But yes, we're not a current affairs. We're not a, a political show by any means, but we are a bagpiping show. And that's what we're all about. So if you guys want to talk about your COVID-19 conspiracy theories and all the rest, then you can listen to Joe Rogan or other podcasts out there. Uh, that we'll be talking about this situation at length. Um, so if anything, I just want to talk about how... It's affecting the bagpiping world, and that's where we focus here on The Big Grab Show. So, thank you to everyone who emailed in, and also for your criticisms, saying that we were making light of it. Apologies to those who we may have offended. It isn't to, yeah, make light of the situation, I guess. It's just to apply humour to something that is horrible, and try and make it less horrible, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'll take my lumps on that one. And other listener mail that we got was just basically... Um, displaying how people were being awesome and that's our first news story this week Uh, there has been a little bit of a movement online currently around the world obviously people are going through all of this covid19 scariness various countries have various different degrees of lockdown and urging people to stay home and all of this kind of scary stuff and uh throughout all of this the bagpiping world has in a way continued A lot of it has stopped, and we'll talk about that. That's obviously the negative side of it. But also, also the people out there are being absolutely awesome. I have to say, (laughs) they're being absolutely awesome. So, one such movement that has started on Facebook, I think this started, was hashtag COVID Now, so many pipers out there, and drummers for that matter as well, are all taking part in this hashtag COVID I wanted to give a shout out to a few of them, actually. So, yeah... So many good tunes and performances coming out of this. Uh, so the hashtags COVID Killy or Quarantine Tunes is another one, or Isolation piping is all the hashtags. So a lot of these are quite decent. Uh, so shout out to. Uh, Kate Kimove, I think it's Kit Kimove. I could possibly be pronouncing that wrong. Apologies, Kate. But Kate has been uploading some of her practice footage and stuff. Even when she's playing in the car, she takes practice channel with her. And has been uploading these videos to social media. And they're very, very popular. Kate's an amazing piper. And honestly... I can't sing her praises enough because she's actually composed a brand new tune called The Isolation Hornpipe and you need to go and listen to it. We've shared it out, obviously, in the Rab Show Facebook page and it's well worth listening to. Shout out to Cape. A great instalment to the COVID Uh Also, shout out to Alistair Murray. Go on, Ollie Murray! Yeah, legend. Uh, so, yeah, he was standing in his front room playing a set of pipes and someone filled him. So, awesome stuff. Again, hashtag COVID so many great stuff coming through. Like Scott Wallace as well, Danny Hutchison, Chris McDonald. I'm just name dropping now, but some of these performances honestly has brought the best out in people. <laughs> uh, Callum Douglas as well, Kieran Ross. Uh, pff, I, right, come on. I'm going to start missing people. People are going to get annoyed. Oh, you didn't read my name out. There's been so many online performances as part of this COVID Keely hashtag. So many people getting involved. It's been a lot of fun. And for all of those performances, by the way, you can check the Rab Show Facebook page. And we are making sure to share them out as we get them. I guess this is bagpipers around the piping world making the best of a bad situation. Now, obviously, you guys are asking... What's happening with our competition season? What What is going on in our bagpiping world here from an association point of view? Well, as far as I know, everything up until the month of June for RSPBA Northern Ireland has been cancelled or postponed. It's been kind of... A shut shop, I think, as far as the Northern Ireland season is concerned. As far as our major championships go, the first three majors of the season have been cancelled and postponed as well. Um, so, the likes of the UK's and Lurgan, they're gone. We have Paisley is gone as well and Inverness. So, that's our first three majors. Now, we have still two to go. We have the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton and we have the big one, of course, the Worlds. In Glasgow, which we're holding on to by, with grim death. Uh, so loads of people. As you can imagine, after last week's show, when we briefly first mentioned this whole COVID thing, um, everyone started asking about the worlds. Because a lot of you guys out there right now are making travel plans, hotel bookings, flights, you know, booking ferries and buses and all sorts of stuff. All to do with coming to the worlds this year. And yes, you guys are in the same boat as me. I am trying to do the same. Um, But yeah, I think for now the advice is to hold fire and wait. Because we don't know if it will be happening or not. RSPBA put out a statement actually to this effect. Telling us about the remainder of our season. I'll just read this for you. In response to the recent government guidelines regarding the COVID-19. We have closed our headquarters in Washington Street in Glasgow. Uh, Grand. Uh, So although the Scottish Championships and the World Championships are still on the calendar at this point in time, so at the time I'm recording this they're still going, uh, they are liaising closely with promoters and these events in West and Bartonshire Council and Glasgow Life respectively and they're meeting online weekly with Glasgow Life to review the situation and yeah, they'll advise us all of any decisions once they're made. So, this is an ongoing process. The reason why I said, as this is recorded, because as soon as I record this and I upload it tonight, I guarantee you the situation could well have changed. It's such, I don't know, a fluid situation. Everything is changing so lightning and fast. It's so hard to keep up with everything. It's, it's incredibly difficult. So, I have to say, hats off to RSPBA, who obviously are concerned about their last two majors of the season and they're wanting to retain them. I think, chatting to the guys off the record, of course, who are involved in organizing competitions, that's their focus. They want to run these events for us. It's not like they're pulling the plug just for the sake of it. It's that they actually really want to run these events. A serious amount of work goes in every year and running these events. And just to pull the plug willy nilly it just would be ludicrous, really. So... They want to throw the events for us to get to. And it's looking like so far, well, with three majors cancelled so far, we may have a further two... We may have to pull the plug on, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see how the coronavirus, COVID-19, carry-on develops here in the UK. At the moment, here in the UK, to give you guys internationally a bit of an update, uh, we have kind of went down on semi-lockdown. Our government have... Kind of told everyone to stay at home, apart from essential workers. You can't leave the house for one bit of exercise every day. Uh, you're not allowed to visit family and friends. Uh, pff, there's a whole big list of plethora of rules, which makes it very confusing, to be honest. Um, so yes, whenever it comes to large gatherings, they think that you're not allowed to have any more than two people together at any one time. So, for instance, my wife and I, uh, we can't leave the house because it'll be me and the wife and two kids. And, you know, (laughs) apparently the police have powers now to enforce this and possible fines in place. So very scary stuff. So, yeah, as far as band practices, band competitions, anything that's band related, it just won't be happening. And even for our trad musicians, uh, you know, our Celtic musicians, uh, you know, gigs and any kind of a gathering like that at all just won't happen. It's just, yeah, no, nothing's happening at all in the Celtic and folk music scene. Gigs have been heard that some are being rescheduled again for further in the calendar. Um, I think there's been some tour dates for some people have been rescheduled now for October, November possibly, uh, but that's all confirmed. Again, you know, once I get dates and all that, I will bring it to you guys here in the podcast, obviously. Um, but, It's such a fluid situation, it's really difficult to keep on top of. I guess my best advice for you guys right now is keep yourselves on the Big Rab Show social media. I have a whole team of guys here who right now are not busy doing live streaming uh, because competitions aren't happening. So Andrew, Aaron, all the guys in Deej and everyone back there are all working furiously hard to try and keep up with every development possible with our current UK season. Also, around the world, I might add, Uh, there was a a little bit of a news announcement not too long ago about the Australian Nationals. Yeah, did you catch that? The Australian National Championships have been postponed now until April 2021. Yeah, so that was an official announcement through Pike Australia. It was on their website. So, yeah, it says, with new government directives and social distancing and advice. Yeah, apparently they did initially want to put it off for like six months or so, but now it's been put off for a year. Now, yeah, a very valid question was asked by a couple of listeners on this. Uh, asking, will this have a knock-on effect for every other major you know, Australian national going forward? Because this is a biannual event. So, am I right that this happens every other year? So, because it's now happening in 2021, does that mean we're not going to get another national zone until 23, Or will we get another one in 22? Very interesting. I'm not sure how that's going to develop, to be honest. Um, obviously, venues have been promised that you'll get a national championship in 2022. Hmm. Whether that'll happen or not remains to be seen. But the Australian Nationals have been postponed by a year. Now, that's quite a distance away for a lot of people. So, hi, it is what it is. And we're doing our best to keep on top of all the announcements. Uh, I think Bankery has been cancelled. There's a number of other solo events and stuff around the calendar as well has also been cancelled. To keep up to date with all your cancellations, your postponements, all that stuff, get yourself onto the Rab Show Facebook page. Honestly, that's where we're trying to keep on top of everything as best we can. (laughs) As best we can, I think, is the only advice we can put uh so, in other news, there are various different businesses and such who have had to close their doors as a result of the covid nineteen debacle. the whole situation that the yeah so r g. Hardy have had to close their doors, however, they are still operating online uh they are limited they are working in a limited capacity and are hoping to try and field as many orders as possible uh but obviously. Yeah, because they're not operating a storefront and that anymore. So RG Hardy & Co., if you are wanting to contact them, again, all through social media and email, they're not operating a store because it's now currently closed. Uh, So, yeah, and the same goes for Jim Kilpatrick Percussion as well. They've had to shut doors to obviously protect their workers. And again, they're working in online only. Uh, Wallace Bagpipes as well. I think uh, there was another two or three different bagpiping companies. Sorry. Ugh. (laughs) Ah, uh, see, this is going to be stuff that Rab got wrong. But yeah, there's, got, there's two or three different other companies out there as well who have all kind of closed their doors and will be operating from online only. So for those out there who are wanting to get, you know, a new set of drum skins or a new set of reeds or, you know, pipe bags or whatever you need for your band, it's looking like online is the only way to get your equipment that you need. But at the moment, let's face it, bands aren't performing anywhere. So... We shouldn't really be in the huge rush to get brand new gear. Although, I have to say, uh, some online retailers are offering some really quite special deals at the moment. Um, I think to try and encourage the market and get people maybe picking up the chanter for the first time or even lift the sticks. So, yeah, shout out to Lone Star Piper. Yeah, Lone Star Piper actually has quite a few decent offers and stuff. For online, uh, you know, purchasing. So, yeah. just I had a bit of a nosy on the website earlier on today, actually. Know, some, some quite decent stuff on there. Now, yeah, I know people's going to say, Oh, grab, shameless plug. But honestly, have a little poke around Lone Star. <laughs> and yeah, you might find yourself a little bargain or two. But again, Lone Star, I think, himself is, again, just or- ordering online only. Again, he's not operating one-to-one kind of contact or anything like that. So, Lone Star, Piper. Definitely worth checking out. And all these other companies as well who've closed their doors as a result of the virus have all done so for the right reasons. They're protecting their staff, plus they're protecting their customers as well, obviously. Uh, So, yes, these companies don't shut their doors just for the crack of it and just, oh, hey, boys, this will be some fun. We'll shut the doors here and see what happens. No, they obviously have made this decision with a heavy heart, so... Yeah, that's what it is. Also, the National Piping Centre in Scotland has also closed its doors. Uh, So this is actually huge news because the National Piping Centre, as you guys know, is kind of a bit of a hub of the bagpiping world in Glasgow. This National Piping Centre is responsible for giving tuition to hundreds and hundreds of kids. Small kids, incredibly talented musicians... Uh, who are obviously part of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland and other bands as well, all travel to the piping centre every week for lessons and tuition and stuff. Well, that's no longer happening. The doors are closed, the shop is closed, the restaurant, the hotel, everything shut. The National Piping Centre is closed for business. However, they're still offering online tuition via Skype. So for those who have been... Uh, being tutored by the National Pipe and Centre, their lessons will continue via Skype. So that's encouraging that the music won't stop. And also, their, the shop that they have there at the Pipe and Centre is also still operating an online service. So if you want to go and pick up some tuition books and things like that, you can still pick it up from the National Pipe and Centre website. There you go. Now, we were speaking about uh, you know, the worlds and everything, and how I was telling people just to hold fire for now. ...with regards to making bookings... ...because, you know... ...if you were to book a hotel... ...and a big expensive flight and everything... ...and get your drum booked on... ...or your set of pipes and everything booked on... ...as access baggage, whatever... ...and you spend all that money... ...and then suddenly Glasgow Life pull the plug... ...and RSPBA have to react... ...and yeah, basically tell everyone... ...okay, sorry guys, plug's pulled... ...well then, you're going to be left with a bit of a financial hole... ...because whether you're going to get refunds and that... Is, oh a bit of a debacle... ...well... Manawatu Scottish Pipe Band have made the call already at this point. Now, this is quite sad to read, actually. Uh, They have postponed their world's trip. In a statement, Manawatu Scottish said, Dear friends and supporters, given the seriousness and escalation of COVID-19 pandemic... And the lockdown in place in many countries, including New Zealand and the UK, they feel it unwise to be planning international travel in the near future. They want to maintain the health and well-being of the band members and their family, obviously as their top priority. As a result, they are postponing their world's trip for 21, or until 21, uh, provided the COVID crisis is resolved by them. Well, dear goodness, I hope it is. I'm almost sick of it by now already. So, they say the Manawatu Scottish bands are in great spirit after a successful domestic season and are looking forward to travelling the Worlds next year. Now, yeah, for all of us in the bagpiping world, I have to say, this is a massive loss. Listening to Manawatu at their nationals there online, they they honestly sounded fantastic. And I was really looking forward to seeing them at the Worlds this year. Um, So, we're not going to have the mighty two the mighty two. Now, this obviously cuts our numbers in Grade 1. And this was a topic that some uh, very shrewd listeners of The Big Rab Show uh, were listening keenly whenever this news dropped. And they actually said, well, seeing how this has dropped a number from Grade 1, will we be back to the qualifying again? Like has been suggested that we're returning back to the old system. Or will we continue with the new system. With points from Friday and points from Saturday give us a winner. This is very interesting. I don't know. Now we have one less band in grade 1. It may seem that we may not need to have a qualifier. We could just have two days worth of finals like we did last year. Now if I'm honest as a spectator. I would honestly say I prefer the two finals. I prefer the Friday counting just as much as the Saturday. I think the combination of both days gives you, you know, such a fair fight for everyone. And that's being brutally honest. I honestly thought the Friday was brutal, so competitive, and the Saturday was just crazy. Just forget about it. Saturday was nuts. And the combination of the brutal and nuts, <laughs> crazy days. Yeah, obviously the players were exhausted, they were absolutely spent, but you could tell that whenever anyone lifted a trophy in that top 6 that they really deserved it in Grade 1. So there you go, that's my two cents, people have been asking me for my opinion of that, so there you go, that's what it's worth. I do prefer that system of the two days worth of finals. So so yeah, now the numbers in Grade 1 appear to be dropping with Manawatu withdrawn, will we see two days of finals? Don't know. Guess we'll have to wait and see. But, again, the AGM's cancelled. We don't know anything yet. Uh, so, yeah, obviously RSPBA are keeping an eye on the situation. And I guess the first thing that we'll hear about is obviously the tail end of our season. But also, we are waiting on our AGM. We're still waiting on that. So, hmm, I guess I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, so, shout out to uh, Andrew Heineke, by the way. Go on, Andrew! ...or as he's known as on another podcast... ...Cobras... (laughs) ...Andrew, as you guys know... ...composed a drum score... To the Big Rab Show Hornpipe, which is still going, by the way. We're still accepting uh, entries into our competition. So, yeah, Big Rab Show Hornpipe competition. It was rearranged by Andrew Dye, Honey Boo Boo. Thank you, Andrew. And yeah, the drum score by Andrew Heineke, he has uploaded it now to YouTube. You can actually go and watch him performing the drum score. And because it's on video, you can actually wind it back and play it again, and wind it back and play it again, wind it back and play it again. And before you know it, you could have the whole drum score learned. Which is brilliant. So thank you, Andre, for posting that on YouTube, man. And uh, yeah, I love listening to that score. It's so so catchy. So there you go. And that's—I don't know if it's part of the hashtag COVID Kelly, but it really should be. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, Andre, for uploading that, mate That was a lot of fun. It's up there on the Rab Show Facebook page right now. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Kyle Warren. Kyle Warren. Absolute legend. He, during this trying time, is launching a bit of an online lessons service for pipe bands. Now, this one's unique because it's catered for bands. It's not individuals. Now, I know a lot of people out there right now are doing online tuition. Myself included. I had a piping lesson this past week uh, over WhatsApp. (laughs) We started out on Facebook video messenger thing, and that didn't work. And then we did it on WhatsApp, and it was so much better. But you know, we play with the technology until we get it to work. Uh, but yes, everyone's doing online tuition at the moment, which is really interesting. Both pipers and drummers both are doing it. Um, but Kyle Warren is offering something really quite unique here. He's offering pipe band workshops now. This is for the entire. Pipe chords, mostly focused on the pipe core. So, if your band is interested in getting this online tuition, it's quite unique. Um, then definitely, you can contact him, Kyle Warren. He's on social media, of course. His email address: kyle at Kyle dot Now, he's offering all sorts of different rates for different nationalities, which is really interesting, to be honest. So, yeah, any band in Great Britain are twenty four quid per session. Any band in the United States is twenty eight dollars per session. So. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I would urge you to go over to Kyle Warren Bagpipes on social media. And um, this, you know, it's really, really interesting from the point of view that he's giving advice here on tune writing, arrangements. Uh, all, you know, if you have an up-and-coming concert coming up, that could be invaluable. Also, how to write harmonies and how to arrange harmonies and all the rest. It's so many bits of advice and everything. Obviously, you guys know who Kyle Warren is. Previous piper with the field marshal. uh, Come on, you guys know who Kyle Warren is. So, yeah, obviously this is an incredible service and I have to shout out to Kyle Warren. What an amazing idea. Uh, So, yeah, check out Kyle Warren Bagpipes online. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be well worth looking at for anyone who's interested in that. Okay, now this past week in the bagpiping world has been an incredibly depressing one because of all this COVID carry-on. But it's also been quite an exciting one because we have just received a brand new album from Simon Fraser. Yo! What the. Where did that come from? Yes, it absolutely came out of the blue. It was just like, whammo, here's an album that we neglected to tell everyone that we made. And, um, yep, here it is. Uh, surprise! <laughs> So, as soon as I seen this drop, it was the 22nd of March, actually. Simon Fraser, University, brand new album. So, this just dropped out of the sky. So, this was all following their concert on February the 29th. Uh, The whole album was uh, a mixture of recorded live plus some solo sets as well. Uh, The whole thing is called Live in Chilliwack. Live in the Chilliwack! Which sounds like a song, doesn't it? Uh, But honestly, I have yet to listen fully to the whole album. Like I said, I've only just bought it. Um, But from what I've heard so far, go and listen to the Skyboat song and their version of it. Oh, Goosebumps. Obviously, they play some old favorites on there, like Hallelujah and that, you know. Oh, yeah, proper Simon Fraser affair. It's a cracking album. Uh, From what I've heard so far, I've yet to kind of fully sit down and listen and study to this. Uh, study this one because yeah it's well worth picking up because as anything every band out there right now needs support from the bagpiping world so go and pick yourself up a copy of this drop them a few quid and yeah simon fraser pipe band i'm sure will be very grateful for the sale so uh, yeah you need to go and get a copy of this because um it's 16 tracks worth of goodness. I'm just looking at it here. So many great stuff. I don't know. Right, I'm going to start naming stuff. And again, I'm going to annoy someone. Oh, you missed my favorite track. Right. So trust me. Go along. Pick up this new album. It's going to be well worth a listen. I'll probably come back to you next week with a full review. Once I get a chance to sit and properly listen to this thing. Uh, but again, I've only really listened to a track here and there. I think you can buy individual tracks if you want. If you don't want to buy the whole album. Uh, each track is like 99 cents or something. But I think you can pick up the whole album uh, for $9.99. I nearly said pence there. Uh, so, alright. For about $10, you get a whole album. And so, well worth picking up. Trust me. So, there you go. So, just go along to Simon Fraser's website. Simon Fraser University Pipe Band. And you go on their merchandise tab. And, uh, yeah. You can pick yourself up a copy of the latest album. Well worth picking up. Now... Another such idea that has come out, uh, thanks to this COVID 19 carry on, is the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships. Woo! Now, this event has been running before. Everyone seems to think that this is a new idea. It isn't. It's been running now for quite a while. Um, so I've been keeping track on it this last number of years, and they've had limited degrees of success. Um, you know saying oh yes we've had like 20 different entries and then we've 30 different entries i think this incoming year 2020 thanks to this covid carry-on we could see an influx of entries for this so bagpipelessons.com have launched the world online drumming and piping piping and drumming championships so the instructions are first go and visit their website your entry form or your entry fee sorry is $18 and you need to be signed up by April 10th. There you go. this this very important you have an entry fee of need $18 and you need to be signed in signed up by the 10th of April. Now, the whole way this works is incredibly interesting. I'll, I'll actually read you the press release here, okay? I don't like reading verbatim, but sometimes I need to to get the details right. The World Online Piping and Drumming Championships is an exciting and fun way to compete against pipers and drummers from around the world. That's my radio voice. Uh, so there, there's no need for travel. You can compete from the comfort of your own home. Every competitor will have the opportunity to compete for the title of World Online Piping and Drumming Champion and the chance to win several prizes in several additional in several categories. Okay, fair enough. Um, So, you have to make and submit a video recording of you playing by May 1st, 2020. And, that will be counted as your competition entry. You'll have world class judges who will watch every single video and will write detailed critic sheets for every competitor. The World Online Piping and Drumming Champion will be crowned and the complete results and videos will be posted online for the world to see. This is an incredible idea. So yeah, you can check out the full list of all their categories under their Piping, Snare Drumming, Tenor Drumming and Bass Drumming or you can email them competition at bagpipelessons.com So the website BagpipeLessons.com Go now, have a look at all your different categories I'm not going to sit here again and hashtag read lists um, But yeah, $18 And this will be a way for you To keep your playing up at home And who knows You know, you may be successful You might actually lift a trophy Or yeah, they haven't actually said what the prizes are um, But I'm sure You know, you may pick yourself up quite a sweet prize As a result of becoming World Online Champion So there you are you know, now that we're all under this lockdown craziness, keep the playing going. I did say it on last week's podcast, keep the hands moving, you know, don't forget those scores, don't forget the parts. Because before you know it, we could be back on the grass again. And uh, yeah, you want to remember how to play Maggie Cameron for the 15th time. Or so, yeah, even on, enter this competition and yeah, you never know, you might be successful. So that's on com. get signed up. And, yeah, you will not regret it. Also, I have to give a shout to Callum Armstrong. Callum Armstrong, yeah, who will be holding a bit of a small pipe concert in his front room. He'll be live streaming this completely free of charge via Facebook, social media, as always. And that'll be on the 28th of March, 7 p.m. UK time. So there, wherever you are around the world, you can tune in. So Callum Armstrong... And that's a small pipe concert. Awesome stuff. If you're interested, go to callumarmstrong.co.uk for further details, or check out the Rab Show Big Book page. Okay, now, before we get into this week's topic of the week, which is really quite awesome, by the way, uh, I wanted to talk about a recent article on Pipestrums.com. As always, (laughs) you guys may well have seen this. Now, first of all, I wanted to talk about something that has been published by our RSPBA, but has been published on The Quiet. They haven't made much of a song or dance about this, and it's really, really interesting. Now, I do remember this being discussed at last year's AGM, and there was very little discussion about this. I'm talking about their guidance on the use of social media and how members of the RSPBA should be expected to use social media responsibly. Now, whenever you read this policy that the RSPBA have published and telling its members to abide by, it's basically a set of rules all around accountability, what you can post online, And even the very fact that you could hit like on a post or something, then you could be held accountable for such. So, reading this document is really quite scary. How the RSPBA will hold you personally responsible if you click like or whatever like that on a post that is, you know, not of their liking, let's say. So, yeah, the piece... Kind of goes i 'll read verbatim here what the quote is. You should assume that all information posted online can be traced back to you. You are accountable for your actions both on and offline, including the information you post via your personal social media accounts so this Kind of smacks of Big Brothers watching you, doesn't it? So, yeah, obviously what the RSPBA are doing here are printing a set of guidelines. So if a complaint ever does come into them about Joe Bloggs down the end of the street was posting all sorts of offensive stuff online, then the RSPBA could step in and do something about it. Now, you guys obviously would remember uh, hashtag uh, Jimgate whenever Jim Kilpatrick was famously suspended from the association. Uh, I think it was due to comments he had made about judging following a a major competition. Well, back then, social media was not half a bigger deal as what it is nowadays. And those comments that Jim Kilpatrick posted on social media at that time could, well, now in this modern day and age, be water off a duck's back. The argument for that is neither here nor there. But the RSPBA actually publishing these guidelines and asking their membership, well, they're not actually asking, they're telling their membership to adhere to these guidelines without actually drawing attention to them. And that's one of the things I kind of wanted to bring it to the Rab Show and actually shine a light on it. You guys can go now to the RSPBA website, have a look at these official guidelines. And just what they're allowing you to do online and just what they're not allowing you to do online. We've spoke about this before, about how members of certain pipe bands obviously now have to adhere to their own pipe band's social media policy. So if the band tell you, don't be posting any crap online, otherwise you're dropped on Saturday. <laughs> I I do know for a fact there are some bands out there who do this. Don't post any crap online about the Liverpool match. If you do, you're dropped. Right? And I, 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 I put my hand up. I know there's a pipe band out there who has done this. (laughs) I'm not going to name and shame Uh, but yes pipe bands have their own social media policy but here it is the association are now handing down their own social media policy so if a member does start posting offensive crap then they can pull the plug and you know recede their membership and they won't be allowed at events and such blah 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 so yes for a very long story short this is incredibly interesting my own personal opinions is it's perhaps a step too far. I do understand that RSPBA needs control and I do need to they they need to kind of have a modicum of here are the rules and if you break them you're out. But sometimes you can govern govern too much. There's such a thing as micromanagement. And I honestly believe that this could be the case here. RSPBA are being incredibly nervous of this big scary animal called social media, the, the likes of Facebook ...Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram... ...all, you know, all the social medias. you guys know the crack. Uh, So, yeah, RSPBA seem to have a genuine fear... ...of all of these platforms... ...and how they're going to be used for evil. Evil! Uh, But, yeah, for some reason... ...I don't know what the fear is... ...why it's there... um, ...but there's a very clear fear there in place. So they have actually published this guidance... ...on social media responsibility... You guys need to go and have a read at it for yourselves and draw your own conclusions. I'm really only drawing it to your attention. Go and have a read at it. Like I said, you can have your own opinions. My opinion is it's possible micromanagement and waiting for a problem that isn't there, you know, because bands like to govern their own members and, you know, tell them themselves, you know, if you want to go on there and start slabbering about the Liverpool match at the weekend, you're dropped. Like I just said. So there you go. Go and have a look at it. I'm drawing your attention to it. Go and have a look, have a read. It's really quite interesting. All right. I also wanted to talk, well, like I said, the pipes drums article when they spoke about the RSPBA headquarters. <laughs> Yeah, again, this is back in the headlines. Now this is not in the yeah, it's not in the headlines for the reasons you might think. Now, obviously we spoke about it last week that our association at the moment has about eight thousand pounds in the kitty. That's how much they have in their bank account right now, following all of the redevelopment and all of that. We did say on last week's show that they did take out a loan, a huge loan in fact, to furnish their new headquarters. And the uh, payments for this loan were to come out from our up and coming season. Well, when you consider that the association needs to have over £260,000 in the bank account to keep themselves running. Whenever you consider there's 8000 in there, which is way below what is required, um, this is really quite worrying. So whenever you hear that the COVID-19 crisis has cancelled the first three majors of the calendar, clearly this will have a huge financial impact on our RSPBA. So that, obviously, is a huge concern of the bagpiping world. Yes, we are concerned for our health and well-being. And yes, we know we are in the middle of a COVID-19 crisis with people dying around the world. And that this is honestly small fish when in comparison. But... Obviously, we're a bagpiping show and we will report what's happening in the piping world. So, this is what's happening in the piping world at the moment. Our own association could be in financial crisis as a result. So, we haven't heard anything yet about a possible government bailout or anything like that. But obviously, their own financial gamble in this instance doesn't appear to have been paying off because they're not going to get the money from the pipe banders to help them pay for their huge loan. Now, we did recently see uh, that under a recent report that was published ahead of its uh, AGM, this was actually following uh, the Board of Directors meeting on the 14th of March, uh, that they the association are to encourage bands and everyone to use the headquarters, because they say that the headquarters is your building. So they're encouraging people to use it. However, (laughs) this is the kicker. They're encouraging people to use their new headquarters, the amazing new facilities. However, they're now going to charge you for the privilege. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Uh, So, yeah, they're going to charge you for using the headquarter building. So if you decide to turn up and use their big practice room, they have a huge big hall up there that's custom made and everything. If you want to use that space, it's 25 quid for an an hour. Also, you have to pay £10 an hour for a caretaker to come and clean the building after you and lock up. Also, if you want to use the premises for the full day, it's 125 quid plus another 60 quid for the caretaker fee. Now, the... This really kind of stuck in my throat because I was wondering, right, you're telling people to go and use this amazing space that has been paid for by bandsmen and women around the piping world. You know, it's kind of essentially paid for by the association that we pay dues to, so here it is. New fancy headquarters. Come on ahead, boys. Come on, let's come and use this new fancy hall. Well, if you're going to go down there, you have to dip in your pocket for the privilege. mm-hmm I have honestly no idea where this came from. The Who had the idea. Yeah, we're going to tell people to come and use our new building, but we're going to charge them for it. And realistically, if you're in a pipe band, you probably already have a practice space. You probably already have something like that sorted. We know a lot of bands out there use like community centers. Uh, church halls, different things like that. Especially here in Northern Ireland, we would use a lot of orange halls, uh, things like that. So a lot of spaces that can be used completely free of charge. Um, So why would a band actively try and use a space that they're going to be charged for? Especially when bands out there are finding times hard. So is this the association trying to do a bit of a cash grab? Is the association out there trying to recoup some costs perhaps? Obviously the caretaker, that's fine. You know, I honestly have no problem with paying the caretaker because if you're going to be in there causing a mess, obviously they're going to have to pay someone to come and clean up after all you mucky bagpipers. Uh, So, yeah, I can understand the fee for the caretaker role. That's fine. But the actual use of the building itself, costing 125 quid for the day. I know a lot of bands out there that couldn't afford that. You know, if you ran practice two nights a week. I don't know what's math. 2 250 250 a week that's insane <laughs> 250 quid a week to use a practice space in the RSPBA headquarters i i know bands that simply just would not fork out that money uh, but actually just go and practice out in their back garden free of charge and you know still get a decent practice done so yeah, it's very interesting. I guess that this was going to be part of the conversation that was going to be talked about at the AGM. Uh, because I don't know if it has been decided on or who made that call as to who decided to charge for the use of the space. Uh, but whenever you remember back to whenever we were first talking about the redevelopment, we were told that this building is your building. And that's in inverted quotes. So if it's my building, then why do I have to pay to use it? is what a lot of bands are asking so very interesting topic you can go along you can check out the Pipestrums article it does go into the whole financials and everything of the association at the moment it's very interesting um but whether they get all their facts right I'm not entirely sure that is only one source i do like to kind of get you know from numerous sources i've read the document that they talked about following the board of directors meeting and it is in there about the charging for the use of the space it's, it's actually really interesting So, again, all of these things are all published on PipesDrums.com. They're published on the RSPBA site. So, you can go and do your own investigative journalism if you want. And uh, you can draw your own conclusions. Um, But, yeah, it's an interesting one. Anyway, I guess at this point in the show, I reckon it's time for me to have a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Um, But this one's a little bit different from the one that we had originally planned. Yes, we did plan to speak to Stu of the British Drum Co, but we did plan to speak to him there at the factory. We were supposed to have a special episode this week, all focusing on our factory visit to the British Drum Company. So that didn't happen. Thank you, COVID-19. So, um, yeah, instead, we bring you an interview with Stu. And just ask him some of the big questions that you guys have been asking about the British Drum Company. And uh, so I have to say, uh, excuse some of the sound quality on this. Obviously, this uh, was carried out online, and sometimes the internet can be working at a crawl, uh, especially where I live here in sunny Northern Ireland. Uh, so, yes, apologies for sound quality, but either way, it's a cracking interview. And yeah, it's time for a cup of tea, isn't it? It's time for the topic of the week. A1 Embroidery and Printing Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game such as Field Marshal Montgomery, St. Lawrence the Tool, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high quality garments such as hats, beanies t-shirts, hoodies, soft shell jackets, you name it, they can print it If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers then contact them direct on their social media A1 Embroidery and Printing Check them out on Facebook A1 Embroidery and Printing If you can think it, they can print it LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gaelic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe van drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drumco drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drumco's reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co products please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. So, welcome to this week's podcast, Mr. Stu Warmington of the British Drum Co. Woo! Hello, hey, Raph, how's it going? <laughs> Isn't this is a strange time, mate, to be talking like this? It's very odd.
0: It, yeah, it's, uh, it's not what we, we had planned, is it? Let's face it.
1: No, definitely not. And, well, first of all, I have to say thanks for the open invitation to the factory. We were all sorts of excited for that.
0: I know, you know, we were all set for you coming over. We had all the Jaffa Cakes out, and now I'm I'm guessing they've probably all gone by now, so you've probably missed out on that, unfortunately.
1: <sighs> oh, no good, no good. We even got the scoop on the Jaffa Cake thing from Jim, Jim as well, Jim Kilpatrick, and the guys were telling us all about it. Ah, oh, deadly.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I've actually got a box to send up to Jim uh, oh, t- <laughs> and Gareth. after that. <laughs>
1: Oh, brilliant. Well, right. I wanted to talk about a British drum company. Now, obviously, we do hope to be visiting the factory in the future. We haven't cancelled it. We've just postponed it for now. Yes. So, I do want to get talking to the guys who actually get hands-on making these things, these beautiful drums. Yeah. So, I know the listeners have texted and emailed in a lot of questions and stuff about the actual hands-on making of them, but we'll get those questions during the factory visit. Okay, so... I want okay. to get some actual yeah. questions about the company, about yourself, all of that. So let's get into the thick of it. First of all, can you tell me then how did right. the, how did the British drum company get started?
0: Okay, you know, obviously everybody knows it's got a uh, it sort of Premier Drum Company. Uh, Keith, who's the director, the CEO of the British Drum Company, he worked uh with the uk custom section within the premier uh it was him and a couple of others working up in lancashire uh bringing you know some amazing kits out the modern classic which would get a lot of uh great reviews won some awards uh and then unfortunately they closed the uk manufacturing down uh which obviously left the guys uh unemployed i was with premier at the time as a marching ambassador and i had been working with keith on a on a new marching drum we'd you know, we'd had a few ideas and we'd had a couple of chats about it. Uh, and then when they closed the UK Manufacturing down, most of the guys were out of a job. So Keith decided he was uh, he's going to set up a business. Prior to Premier, he did have his own drum company before that called KD Drums, uh, mm-hmm. which most people probably don't know. Uh, Premier bought that uh, from him and he started working for Premier. So then when they closed the UK Manufacturing down, he decided to start his own company up and spoke to me and asked if I was interested in getting involved with the marching side of it. He had a few other people he had in mind to bring into the company as well and, and it sort of stemmed from there, basically.
1: Uh, just all kind of grew and grew from that first idea, really, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it did, obviously. So he, he had he had myself for the, the marching and then he, he spoke to uh, a designer because uh, obviously we needed to down the team who could design stuff. We spoke to uh ian matthews who was the he's the drummer uh, for kasabian so we needed somebody in the kit side of it because you know it's not it's not just artists you need you need people road testing all your products uh all yeah. the time and what better person to road test products than the drummer for kasabian you know he's traveling all over the world he can test it to its limits yeah that's it exactly and obviously, and obviously the pub landlord al murray he's involved there uh, he's a most people don't know he's a huge drummer, big drum enthusiast. Mm. Uh, he's known Keith a long time. And and that's where that relationship comes from. We all got together. And, and to be honest, the companies ran on Facebook messenger, you know, because we are all scattered <laughs> all over the country. Uh, and then later on, Pete Salisbury came into the, uh, the directorship, uh, who was the drummer for the Verve, who's now with the Charlatans. Mm. So because, you know, they have a touring with, you know, Ian's touring, Pete's touring and Al's touring. And so, a lot of it's run on uh, Messenger, believe it or not, Yeah, <laughs> Facebook Messenger. Just keeping in contact with same. each
1: other all the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, we've got a group and, you know, we, we, we chat like anybody else does, but it just happens to be about the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go. So then, obviously, for yourself, you said you were previously involved with Premier in the marching department. I know yourself, you were a drummer with the Royal Marines. What what was your drumming background? What got you into drumming in the first place, too?
0: Oh, well, (laughs) so that would be my father. My father was was a uh, drum major, first in the parachute regiment and then into the the Royal Regiment of Fusiliers. And I I must have been the only – I was brainwashed, let's face it. (laughs) Uh, I was the only, you know, 12-year-old, you know, literally marching to school. Everybody had the Walkmans on and they were listening to, you know, whatever the top 20 was at the time. And I I basically had military music. (laughs) I was – it was a good 30-inch pace I was given on the way to school. So, yeah, I I was – I – you know i was surrounded by it not only was he in the you know in the army he taught cadet bands youth bands girls brigades boys brigades you know it wow. just got absorbed into me from a yeah. young age i i then joined the territorial army as a drummer when i was 15 uh, and did that until i joined the marines uh, when i was 21 and then did 22 years wow <laughs> So that's
1: that's quite a big career you've had then, really, throughout the armed forces and, and playing drums around the world. That's bound to have been some experience too.
0: I mean, I'm very aware that I'm a very lucky person. I've been paid, you know, a good wage to you know to travel the world, and I've done some amazing gigs and I have played in some great places. But obviously, with that, you get the, the bad places where you know most people don't want to go. Or yeah, you know, yeah. I want to get sent but it, you know it's part of the job and you, you do it but yeah there's definitely a, a lot of highlights
1: that's it there you go so as far as your involvement then currently with the british drum company i i do know the british drum co as a drum kit brand first of all i knew you guys yes. made some incredible kits and uh, i was always kind of slobbering over the magazines looking at the photographs you know <laughs> so what made you guys made the jump to You know, the pipe band world, you know, I do understand you were involved in the marching scene and everything, but what made the the impetus to jump to the piping world?
0: It was in the business plan right from the start uh, to do all three lines. First was going to be the traditional side of it because, you know, you get the prestige of the military and it was was something I knew a lot more about compared to the other three lines. Mm. Uh, So that was an easy place to start. Uh, and I also had a lot of connections within the pipe band from being in the Marines and doing certain things and working with them. So the pipe market was always the next one to come along. That was, you know, always definitely going to happen. And then obviously the third one is drum corps, which is, you know, just sort of working on stuff at the moment uh, for the drum corps side of things. But, you know, I, I first saw Jim Kilpatrick, he came and did a workshop for the Royal Marines, I think in about 1999, which is two years after I joined up. So yeah. that was when, you know, I first got introduced to Jim properly and obviously the the relationship just sort of blossomed yeah. over the years and doing drumming for drinks and some other bits that, you know, you get, you know, you meet people like Ty and Scott and, and then obviously Stephen and it's, it's basically, it's a friendship, but it's it's blossomed into a business side as well. Well, that's it. I
1: was going to ask you about those guys' involvement with the British Drum Co. Um, it seemed to be very quickly, once we'd heard the British Drum Company were coming to the piping world, that you guys were coming with the big guns. You had Garth McLeese, Jim Kilpatrick. You had all these big names in the piping world who signed up really quickly. Was that a focus of the British Drum Company, to get piping folk involved?
0: Yeah, yeah 100%. You know, if, you, if you're going to produce a drum... You need to have people to to endorse it, and you know you need people to know what they what they're doing.
1: What the yeah. So that was kind of it was on the kind of business plan, so you if want, you want.
0: You yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a it's on the hard drive now, but there was a big a big whiteboard with names, and we basically were, we were just ticking them off as we went. You know, we we had a plan of who we wanted, when we wanted, and it. it it's not deviated, to be honest. It's all just fell into place as we've gone along. It's been great.
1: Wow, superb. So then that's one of the questions I kind of, I didn't ask whenever I first met you guys at the Worlds last year at the launch, but just how involved were these guys, the likes of and Tyler Fry? How how much were they involved in the development of the product?
0: Oh, it's been vital to have people involved uh, because, obviously we make the drums we haven't got really time to test them ourselves and I definitely haven't got time. So you've got to put them out to people who, who will test them. Like I said, in, you know, put them in the environment, although it's been a bit of a, you know, secret environment. They've, they've all been tested. They've tested the products, mm-hmm. uh, they've come back, made changes, uh, told us what has worked, what hasn't worked, what could do with just tweaking or, and, you know, just give us the product feedback that we, we actually wanted off them. Uh, and it, and it's been great. So yeah, they've, they've been fully hands on. Uh, You know, Jim comes down to the factory quite regularly, gets involved, comes in, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not unusual to see him with a drum key in his hand pulling drums apart, so yeah. (laughs) There you go. So can I then
1: ask you about the, well, obviously we know that the finishes on these axial snare drums are just simply beautiful. (laughs) I have to say, I've been slobbering over these photos you've been putting on Instagram, they're insane. (laughs) Um, is there any particular finish that you think that you guys can't do? Because it seems to be the world is your oyster at the moment.
0: No, I mean we we can literally do anything, and it's because of the process. We don't. There's no machines involved. Every, as you'll see, as you come around, everything's done by hand. Mm. Uh, but I can give you a bit of a, a sneak bit of information. Obviously, lead times are, are what everybody hates. Nobody likes waiting for drums, and you yeah. know it doesn't matter whether lead time. Now, what I can tell you is our wood finishes lead time is pretty much in half with them because they're not going through a spray booth. We can get the drums down and out in half the time with a wood finish. So for you know, those who want drums a lot sooner, then, you know, take mm. a look at some of our wood finishes, you know, stuff like the smoked walnut, you Ooh, know. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, really
0: are. It's just like a, we call it the pipe and slippers drum because it, it looks like it should be sat in a chair next to a, an open fire Uh, but it's yeah our wood finishes we we could you know take half the time to build Uh, so that's something we're going to be pushing out uh, more later this year should the uh, the walls take place should we say
1: well that's it we're remaining to see that aren't we and if anything there's one thing that we've been reporting on the Big Rab show is that we know that Glasgow Police have a set of your drums and we are so keen to hear them And we're so disappointed as well to hear the first three majors are cancelled now. So we're going to have to wait even longer to hear these drums. Have you heard the band playing a full set of axials yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, we were going to release uh, something with Glasgow Police prior uh, to the first competition. Uh, But that's been halted due to, obviously, recent events. So, unfortunately... We don't actually know when you're going to hear it, but you were going to hear something a little bit sooner. That, that was the plan. Uh, but there are some other bits in place that you may hear individuals playing on their drums, but unfortunately, you're not going to hear the core until we get a chance to get to a competition, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, until we get the final big reveal. There we go. So when we're talking about Hello. when we're talking about the finishes of the drum, one of the things that really stands out as unique is the tuning rods. Uh, we don't have tuning rods on the snare drums. We have, I think people have been calling it like an H-frame design. What is the proper name?
0: Yeah, we call them X-frames. X-frames,
1: right. What, what, yeah. was, what was the thinking behind the design of these?
0: So the, the whole idea was to have, we needed a drum that looked completely different. Uh, and it, it obviously needed to be practical, it needed to work. So we needed a drum where as soon as you looked out in the field, you could say, "Well, oh, that's a British drum company drum. Where if we, you know, if we just used a, you know, a cage system like, yeah, you know, uh, Premier, Pearl, Premier, Earl, Pro, Rugby, yeah. uh, Yamaha, it's, it would have just slotted in with the rest, uh, especially mm-hmm. more so when we move across to drum call. Uh, so it, we needed to make a statement, but it, it needed to work as well. Uh, and the way around it, you know, we'd left that to our d- design engineer, uh, come up with a few different options and there was some, let me tell you, that wasn't the first one. There was some weird designs. Uh, <laughs> it looks strange looking back at them. Uh, and this was one that came about. And also speaking to Jim, and Jim wanted 12 lugs on the top and eight on the bottom just to get more resonance uh, on the bottom. So yeah. that seemed to work really well, the, the four X-frames, because it allowed us to have the, the eight on the bottom, the lugs, which worked perfectly, mm-hmm. and then 12 on the top. So that's where the X-frame came from, and it's... It, you know, did what we wanted it to do. It looks like a different drum and you can identify it straight away. So it ticked all the boxes pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah, there you go. And can I ask you then about the bass tenors as well and the hardware fittings on those drums as well look kind of interesting. Can you tell us about the design of those and what thought kind of went into how to hold those wooden hoops on?
0: Yeah, so we designed the snare first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had to get, the, then we had the job of matching it, you know, the tenors and bases to suit, uh, the, the axial. Yeah. So we come up with a few different designs and then we decide on what's on there now, which is the, the sort of channels. And then we came up with the flip on, flip off system. So rather than just having to take all your tension rods out, you know, to change your head, you just undo them slightly. It's a bit like a quick release system. Yeah. Undo them slightly, push down on the hoop, flip them back out and, you're good to go. You put your new head on, you push them back on, flip them down, screw them in and, you know, you don't lose any tension rods there's special nitrile rings in there which help keep the tension in so it keeps the tension, uh, the tune of the drum longer on the, yeah. on the tenors and bases that you would do normally.
1: Excellent. So, you know, I'm, I'm still fascinated with these. I think my focus the first time around when I got my hands on these was all on the snare line. That's That's where I was. But I now want to kind of get, get to grips with the tenor drum and see how they work and all that. So, yeah, rest assured, Stu, whenever I get down to the factory, I'll be all over a tenor drum to, <laughs> to get a look at
0: these. <laughs> You're more than welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think, well, recently you guys have had uh, success at the solos and the scenes here in the piping world. A lot of you guys are playing British Drum Co. drums in solo, and, uh, yeah, solo events and actually having quite a lot of success.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got drums heading out all over the place and, you know, I I keep seeing them dotted around all over the world and, you know, we've seen them in Australia and some in America and, obviously, last year uh, we had Gareth making the finals and we had uh, Stephen and Rachel up there with Davey Henderson. So, you know, Mm. the drums are getting out there and people are getting to see them and, you know, the first things they they do, what, what they've said is they're coming across and, you know, just wanting to know a bit more about them because, you know, they were launched at the Worlds, which was in August, and then nobody really seen them until yeah, yeah. you know the solo so there's a lot there's a lot of interest and you know still is now uh, so it's just a shame that these competitions have you know been cancelled because I, I know the guys at glasgow police have had a lot of interest and in people itching to you know be at the full core and yeah. you know the, the basses and tennis sound incredible you know they've uh, I, I yeah, can't wait to hear that.
1: Yeah. Well, what I'd love to hear now, this is me being a total geek right now, but I'd love to hear how the bass and tenor kind of tune in with the pipes, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, they're tuned melodically like that. I can't wait to hear their tone. That's very geeky of me.
0: <laughs> no, it's very true. In, I don't know why it is, but uh, when we make our shells for, for the drum sets, uh, the the floor toms and the basses are like the notes are coming out and the sound is incredible and it, mm. this is completely transferred across to the tenors and the basses for the pipe band as well the, the sound is I'm going I'm to say it's unmatched it's it's power it's a powerful sound but it, mm. the resonance is, is amazing so I'm quite excited for other people to hear it as well that's that's the thing for me I'm you know other people are waiting to hear it and I'm waiting to other people to have a listen. So, it's, you know, we're all in the same boat here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Well, a very quick question. I know, well, recently at the Kids With Cancer Charity night, uh, all the British Drum Co. guys were there playing the drums, and they were a bit of a star attraction, if you don't mind me saying. A lot of people taking photographs with these drums and just, you know, studying them at mm-hmm. length. Um So... Can I ask, then, if, with regards to uh, hardware, uh, someone actually asked me at the Kids With Cancer night um, that they were all using Jim Kilpatrick harnesses. Do you guys make the connector, then, you know, the little harness holder for the drum? You know, from drum to harness, yeah, that, do you know what
0: that's, I mean? uh, Yeah, that, that's made uh, by us. Uh, and it, obviously, it's sold separately, but it, it just connects, then, to... Uh, to any randall may jim Kilpatrick harness yeah uh, uh you know they, they also fit on the premier and the pearls as well uh we're going to oh. make a slight change so that them harnesses all the harness adapters will also fit on uh, the reactors as well so it's a, a harness nice. adapter for all occasions shall we say there you go brilliant because that, that's
1: one thing i know that you guys the british drum co you make a lot of your own hardware for the likes of drum kits and stuff that that was really where that question came from is whether you guys make hardware for you know the piping instruments that we're producing at the moment so you do
0: yeah yeah we do and to be honest a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff's made in in scotland believe it or not uh and then comes down to the factory uh yeah, so a lot of it's manufactured in, in scotland uh we get the parts in and then we obviously assemble the drums here or get them powder coated or whatever needs to be done but yeah, you know. you'll you'll see as you come around, We 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 do a lot of it in house, uh, and you, you'll you'll hmm. see even the badges. We make badges in house. It's you know, and if people want their their own signature badge on. We that's all done. Oh yeah, the I've factory, seen that. Uh, with, uh... Yeah, so that, we, we can we can actually change the process of the drum anywhere in 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 its process. We can we can change any point because it's as I said, there's no machines, so yeah. we you know we can stop it or change it anywhere from it the start to the to the end finishing line so there you go that's
1: incredible And but that, that's one of the questions that we have had asked quite a few times actually by our listeners is uh just how hands-on are you guys there's a lot of products out there that claim to be handmade and you know yourselves that they just pass it through a machine and the handmade part of it is putting it in the box <laughs> so would you guys obviously be and, a uh, lot more well, hands-on than that
0: yeah, we, we are ext- there is no machines being used uh, at all, even when we make the shelves, it's all done by molds. You know, you'll see when you come across it is, mm. it is, it is all, all by hand. And I think you'll, you'll be amazed at how, how much by hand we go, how much detail we go into in, you know, when we're making yeah. the shelves, the, the small, minute bits we just trim off just to get that perfect fit. Ah, oh, uh, you'll, you'll see that when you come across and, you know, w- when people experience the click when, when we make the shelves, that's, you know, the click. Mm. They'll, They suddenly get it, then they they see how much work and craftsmanship goes into them. And it's, yeah, we want people to come and do the factory tour because once they've been around it, they you know, they get it, they they understand, you know, why we're so passionate about our drums. Yeah, totally. Mm.
1: Interesting stuff. Well, Stu, I think it's exciting times ahead for you guys at the British Drum Company. And again, apologies that we couldn't make it, but we're all kind of under lockdown and stuff at the moment, (laughs) which is a bit rubbish.
0: I, I know. And to be honest i'm i'm self uh self-isolating as well at the moment so i'm having to work oh. from home so uh but you know i'm lucky i'm one of the guys who can in the factory who can work from home and i know yeah. the, the manager from the my counterpart uh mel stewart who deals with the drum set he's also doing the same as well from home so you know we are lucky but yeah you know the, the guys are still going and you know we've we've got tons and tons of axle orders going out and we've got You know, a lot of regimental series, especially heading across to Northern Ireland after the Arts Council grant. So it's just, it is literally non-stop.
1: So that's what I was going to ask, actually. We have quite a big marching scene here in Northern Ireland with all the parade bands and stuff. You guys will be supplying them too?
0: Yeah, we've we've sent, well, a lot of drums went out last week across there and there's uh, some due to go out next, next week, I think it is. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, until about, until just before I started the company, Mm -hmm. I had no idea how big the marching band scene was in Northern Ireland until I came (laughs) across, uh, and watched watched one of the parades. And, uh, this, this is, you know, I'm not telling you a lie. I I stood in, uh, one spot. Mm -hmm. I didn't move. I didn't see the same band come past me twice. I was there for five hours. Oh, I could believe it. 72 bands came past me. It, It was, you know, all different styles and, you know, sizes but brilliant loved yeah. it you know for me it's just all about the music whether it's flutes accordions it, bagpipes it doesn't matter to me it's that's it it's people all people getting music. out there and do it, doing what they're enjoying exactly. yeah exactly
1: well Stu, again thanks so much for the invitation and we will still continue to take you up on your offer mate we will be going to the factory just in case any listeners are getting disappointed we are still going
0: no yeah we We've got a date penciled in, and hopefully that can go ahead. Uh, the guys are all set. Can't wait for you to come around and have a look around, see how it's done, and more importantly, show other people how it's done. Exactly,
1: yeah. So that's one for our Patreon people, though. We did have a, a pile of Patreon-exclusive stuff that we were going to do from the British Drum Company, but that's now kind of put on hold. But, yeah, you can sign up to Patreon now, and you'll be able to get your hands on that once we get over there. <laughs> so one final <laughs> question. on the light, I hope. Hmm? Yeah. So sorry, I was just going to say, (laughs) (laughs) oh, indeed, exactly. Um, It's just one final question before I go. When I was chatting to Jim Kilpatrick at the Kids with Cancer event, he was saying that he loves working with the British Drum Company because you guys never stop developing your product. It's not like you have kind of designed the Axial and that's it done. Am I right in saying that you guys are still continuing to develop the Axial and kind of try to improve it in different ways?
0: Yeah, we, you might have seen some little small changes at the kids, a uh, couple of tricks in that them drums were out there getting prototyped at the time. People might just thought they were just there to be used, but they were, you know, they were mm. getting tested out in the environment and getting some feedback. Yeah, we made little slight changes, which makes production quicker, makes mm. the drums slightly lighter. Uh, so yeah, it's constantly developing, you know, trying to make that perfect drum even more perfect. Yeah, you know, cool. we will never stop. And that's not just Axial, that's drum set, it's a key, or, a key percussion range, just everything we do from every product we do, we're just constantly trying to develop to make it better than what it actually is.
1: Oh, fantastic stuff. Well, Stu, thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us. And again, apologies we didn't make it over, but we will see you in the future. And uh, yeah, thanks no worries, again. All right. Brilliant. Thanks. Take care, mate. Thanks now. Bye. Bye. There you have it. There you go. Stu Warmington there of the British Drum Company. I have to say thank you to Stu for taking the time to have a chat with me all about British Drum Company and all that. So I hope you guys managed to find that interesting. Now I have to say, you know, we've already mentioned it in our interview. We will be going to the factory. We have only postponed it. We have not cancelled it. So for those of you who are interested then, you know, where's all our Patreon content, Rab, from the British Drum Company? You promised us loads of stuff. Well, yes, that's all still happening. Believe it or not, it's all still on board. but It's just postponed. So we do have another date on the calendar. We are hoping that it will happen on that date, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. And we'll tell you more about it as it's getting closer to the time. Until then, you'll just have to wait. So, like I mentioned, you can go and help support the show visit us on Patreon. The Big Rab Show on Patreon, and like I said, every click of support really does mean the world. And there's a plethora of stuff up there, uh, including episodes of Rab Show Plus. There was an episode drop of Rab Show Plus just last week, actually. So I think that's uh, episode nine of Rab Show Plus is up there now. And uh, that actually features quite an interesting interview with Rory Grossart and Stuart Little. You can go and have a listen to that exclusive only to patreon subs Uh, plus we have all sorts of uh, well each and every week uh, we're now going to be uploading our catch-up service for uh, fuse fm so if you do manage to miss our two-hour radio show on fuse fm which goes out live every week then, yeah, you can tune in on Patreon and you'll get to be able to download it now and take it with you. Exclusive to Patreon subs. There you go. So two hours worth of bagpiping, news, views and crack and banter that was broadcast live on radio. You guys get to catch up on Patreon just for clicking support. Now, that's not all that's over there there's so much stuff, there's all sorts of backstage videos, performances, exclusive interviews, I can't oversell the Patreon at the moment, we are absolutely smashing it over there, there's a serious amount of work going in there, so thanks to you, thanks to everyone on the Rab Show team, by the way, Uh, it's been incredibly hard work over there on Patreon Uh, the Rab Show team are continuing to work away furiously over there, so there you go, thanks guys alright everyone, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast, thank you so much for tuning in this week, and uh, if you did enjoy this podcast at all? Let us know. Email us in your thoughts, your opinions, or even future topics. Uh, you can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. If anything, now that we're going through such difficult times at the moment and everyone is anxious and feeling a little bit scared, then certainly. Email us in your thoughts, you know, your opinions, your feelings or anything that you just wanted to bring on the show. Then we are the show for the bagpiping folks. So without you guys, there is no show. So honestly, email us in and would love to give us a shout out here on the show. BigRabShow at gmail.com Like I said, hope wherever you are that you're keeping very safe, keeping well. Wash your hands. Catch it, bin it, kill it. All that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah... As much as we are in the thick of an incredibly scary situation, keep the music going. It's so important that we remember that we love this amazing instrument. We love our music. We love our culture and our people. And this is why we we are waiting with bated breath to get back out the door again to start playing some incredible tunes. And honestly, we are right there with you guys. I'm practicing away like a crazy person. Because there's nothing else to do. Plus, I'm working on Patreon, I'm working on videos and doing podcasts and all this amazing stuff. So keep busy, keep playing, keep being involved and I guess keep safe. Overall, keep safe. Uh, So wherever you are, guys, thanks so much for downloading and don't forget, we will see you here on the Rab Show podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out The Rab Show podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best.
0: Wow. Exhibit C: The belt he's flossing is. Can not to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more.
1: Yes, indeed. Time for another episode of Rob Show Plus. On this week's episode. Or this week's episode, this month's episode, I should say, <laughs> of Rab Show Plus is quite a good one. Now, I have to say a massive, a massive thank you to all of you guys here on Patreon. You guys really are the lifeblood of this show. and. Um